We sing of life arisen. We sing of glory arisen. We sing that love is risen again, and love is Lord of all. Come up, come in with streamers, come in with thousand men. Come in, wide and trip along tonight becomes a day. To dance with joy, remember, and sing of love's reward. Raise up a cup of May wine to the lady and the Lord. Come up, come in with streamers, come in with thousand men. Come in, wide and trip along tonight becomes a day. To dance with joy, remember, and sing of love's reward. Raise up a cup of May wine for the lady and the Lord. And welcome back to Pagan Heart in Maine. That was Emerald Rose with Mary Mayfolk. And on today's show, I share a little bit of the past few months and talk a little about morality. So to start us off, this is Jennifer Avalon with Little John's Violin.
Resolutions and Perspective It's been a few months since the last show, and if you've been following me on Facebook, you have an idea why that was. Back in the beginning of March, I was making my usual deliveries down in Newburgh, New York, and I was delivering some tile to one of my customers. As I was walking down the ramp in front of their store, my right foot found the last piece of ice for the season. And, like a little puppy, it decided to go running off in a totally different direction than the rest of my body. Unfortunately, my foot forgot that it was connected to my leg, and much like a puppy that forgets that it's tied up to a chain, reached the end of it and went, ah, and promptly twisted itself into a sprain. So for the second time in six months, I found myself sitting in St. Luke's Hospital in Newburgh, New York. I hate hospitals. Well, they took my shoe off, and my foot didn't really look like a foot at all. It looked as if you had took a rubber glove and blew it up like a balloon. And four hours later, I had a brace on my foot and crutches, and one week of sitting at home, and four weeks of light duty doing data entry, and much like a half-crazed raccoon caught in a leg trap, I was contemplating where I should start gnawing on my leg to free myself. So I hadn't really been in a place head-wise or health-wise to get a show together, and I took a couple months to catch up on life in general. It did, however, give me time to contemplate New Year's resolutions. You see, I had a schedule and a plan, and this is what I do every year. I sit down in my head, and I put together an idea of what I want to do and get accomplished for the year. I then take all that information, and in my head I put it all in a pretty binder, and hand it into the universe for approval. And the universe takes it, and smiles, and says, Aw, you even put pretty stickers on it. Then the universe starts reading it, and smiling. And I'm smiling. And then the universe starts giggling, and I start nervously giggling. And about halfway through, the universe is holding its sides, laughing so hard. And at a certain point, it seems to take on a slightly sinister, maniacal sound, at which point I'm desperately looking around for exit options. But finally, the universe sets my binder down and wipes the tears from its eyes and says, Ooh, I haven't laughed that hard since last year when you were here. And casually takes my binder and tosses it lightly onto a bunch of similar binders with pretty stickers all over it. Then he picks up this book, opens it up, and says, Let's see now. Bob, Bob, Bob. Oh, here you are. Oh, will you look at that? Hmm, interesting. Okay, well, have a nice day. And of course I ask, so is everything okay? To which the universe, like always, replies, Oh, you'll find out. You'll find out. So here's my New Year's resolution. I hereby will make no New Year's resolutions at all. And thus, having broke the one resolution I have made by its very declaration, I am now free to experience this year without any preconceived notion of what is going to happen. Now, I'm not going to say I don't make plans. I'm just saying that sometimes the universe's plans come first. Now, there's another thing I've been wondering. Now, this is the second time in six months that I sat in the same emergency room. And I don't believe in coincidences. So I was wondering if maybe there was something I was supposed to understand about my first visit that I didn't get. Now, of course, I had an excuse. Bouncing your head off the pavement like a deflated basketball tends to slow up your thinking processes a bit. 
and I think that's why the universe had me injure my foot this time. That's about as far away from the thinking parts as you can get. And I'm still working on what I was supposed to learn. I don't want to end up back in the ER. Yet I did think about perspectives. The hospital was busy, and all of the ER rooms were full, so they had me sit on a hospital bed by the nurse's station for four hours. And I thought I was having a rough day. Yet sitting there, I had a good chance to look around. Over in one room was an elderly lady. Three nurses were in there trying to start an IV. She was fighting them, and her adult son was shouting, Ma, Ma, they're just trying to help you. Let them help you. Now she was having a rough day. A few hours later, I heard they were bringing in a guy to be ready. And in came this guy on a stretcher with an EMT riding it doing chest compressions while another one had a mask and bag over his head helping him breathe. This guy was having a rough day. And I witnessed that several times over that morning. And I kind of realized, you know, my day wasn't going so bad. It wasn't perfect, but not bad. And sometimes I think, with everything we experience in life, sometimes it's easy to forget that.
And that was Anna Winter with Tale of the Goblin King. And it harm none, do what you will. I think it's important for people to know what they believe. It's one thing to understand a life lesson and be able to know it in your head. Yet it's when you incorporate these lessons into your everyday life that they become of who you are. Now my personal faith in philosophy is drawn from many different faiths. And that truth comes not from just one faith, but that truth can be found from where different faiths cross. The common denominators where different philosophies agree. And that's where balance can be found. Now most all faith have a general code of morality. And one of these is the Wiccan Reed. And while I am not Wiccan, it is the Wiccan Reed or Witch's Reed that holds the code that I personally try to follow. If it harm none, do what you will. I'm not going to go into the history of the Reed except to say that it echoes many of the golden rule codes of ethics that many faiths and philosophies hold. It should be noted that you do not have to adhere to one specific religion to be a moral person. In fact, you don't have to be religious at all to be a moral person. But it is within my personal faith that I find my moral code. This golden rule. Some variation of it treating others the way you want to be treated. Christianity, Buddhism, Muslim, pagan, all of them have it, and I want to share what that means to me. First, I want to address a common misconception that I've heard. And the most common one being that the Wiccan read is too vague. It allows a person too much freedom to do whatever he or she wants. I've heard people say that this gives a person way too much power. That's irresponsible and dangerous. And I think the problem comes in when people focus in like a laser on the last four words, do what you will. And they forget about the first four, and it harm none. So rather than being a principle that allows you to do anything you want, it actually makes you more responsible for your own actions. And now I like simple, so I'm going to break morality down into two groups. What I call passive morality and active morality. And because this is about a personal morality, my examples will be from a personal perspective. An example of passive morality would be the laws. It would be your big books of rules to live by. They require relatively little thought because they've already been worked out and written down and usually have consequences worked out as well. Basic society runs on passive morality. An example, if I want to steal from someone, the law says I will go to jail. That would be an example of passive morality. One of the problems is that those rules are usually just consequentially based and are what I call outside motivated. So if I was a person who had no internal moral compass, who thinks they can get away with theft without consequences, I would indeed go out and steal from a person. Active morality relies on the internal motivation and principles that are usually the basis of most passive moral laws and deals with posing your will over someone else's. I'll take the same situation. If I wanted to steal from someone, the reed says, and it harm none, do what you will. So I ask myself, will this harm myself or will this harm another? 
And the answer is yes, so I don't do it. Same results as the passive law, but it requires you to think about your individual situations. And I'm not really going to go into consequences because I want to concentrate on what I see as a higher reason for following the moral code. Now let me go into that just a bit to say that every action we make has consequences, good and bad, and that all we are is interconnected. I'm just saying that the consequences of action should not be the only reason to have a moral code. And you can see that in the example that you don't need a fear of consequence to come to what would consider a moral solution. Active morality requires a person to be responsible for their personal actions and journey, and to process and think before doing things that might harm others. Now there's an incredible freedom and an incredible responsibility in the read. The freedom comes in that you are free to do your will. There is nothing to hold yourself back from becoming anything you want to be and doing anything you want for yourself. Yet here is where the responsibility comes in. This freedom should not be at the expense of others. The freedom applies to your will and your journey only. Do what you will, but harm none, including yourself. Now is there a danger in this? Yes, absolutely. Because we are given power to make choices based on our own internal set of rules. But this is no different than the rules set down for us in the big books like the Bible and Quran. The fact is that the laws that were written were for that time and you still have to adapt these rules to work for you today, which involves interpretation. So you can see how you can pick up the Quran and one person can interpret it to mean a path of peace and another can interpret it as a path of violence. And it is one of those reasons we have lawyers and courts to try and make the situations we face each day fit into the written rules. What the read does for me is it allows me to make decisions for each moment we live in the here and now. I don't need a rule saying don't kill someone because I know it would be causing harm to that person. Very simple, but if you ask yourself before committing an action, physical, emotional, magical, or in any way, will this harm others or will this harm myself? And base your actions on the answer that that simple question then I believe you can live a very moral life. I mean, you still come up with the same type of structure and rules that are set in the old books and with the laws of society, yet they apply to your personal life journey. Do what you will without harming the will of others. Now, what if I don't know if my actions will harm anyone else? Well, if there's a chance that you may be making a decision that would harm someone else, then be honest and true to yourself and don't do it. It's about being responsible for your own actions. And I do think that since we interact within our world, that this carries farther than just what I do to someone else, but how I interact within my personal universe. And what I mean by that is the situations in life that I am personally a part of every day. Here's a situation. I'm in a mall and I see someone steal a woman's purse. What do I do? I could say, well, this doesn't involve me, so I'll stay out of it and continue on my merry way. Or I can say, I witnessed this for a reason. This is a part of my universe, and I need to make a decision. 
I have to know that this thief is harming another, trying to enforce their will against another. Where is my place in this situation? As an example, it can be as little as getting a description for the police to tackling the thief as he runs by, and it would depend on your individual situation as to what you do. And will your actions help or hurt in a particular situation? The system built in you as a principle of life works for each moment of each day. You don't have to have a preacher or a pastor explain each law you should follow. You don't need someone else's interpretation or need to search for the right passage in a book to find the right answer for your situation and hope it's the right one. I like simple, and I find that life can be as simple or as complex as you want it. Answers to simple questions can be complicated as you want, and sometimes the most complicated questions have the simplest answers. Now, I purposely have been very basic about this because I want to continue this on the next episode. I also want to get into the threefold law and the consequences, good and bad, to our actions. So what I want to do is have an Ask Grey Wolf segment for the next episode. I want to ask you to write in your questions about this show and the read, or if you have a hypothetical situation, how I would handle it based on the read, or really any other question you may have. You can email me at greywolf at paganheartandmain.com, or you can email me on Facebook, which is my normal hangout, or over on MySpace.
Jenna Green with the Mating Dance Beltane. Jenna is a wonderful musician and she's working on her next album. And I did want to pass on that if you like her music, you can have an active part of helping her with her next album. She has set up a sponsorship program to help get the studio time to record her new album. And you can find out the details on her website at www.greenladymusic.com. And that's green with an E on the end. If you click on her blog, you can see the details and perks for joining, from free downloads, free CDs, and credits on the album itself. Now, much of the music you hear on A Pagan Heart is from independent artists who have a voice and want to share that voice with others. And I encourage everyone, no matter what your talent is, to explore that talent. Find out what you're good at and what you enjoy, and follow that and do everything you can to share that with others. And this is something Jenna has done with her music. And I also want to give a shout out to my fellow Podkin. I know there's a lot of new and wonderful pagan podcasts out there, and I will give them all a proper welcome and shout out on my next show. I did have a few special friends I wanted to mention and thank. I want to say thank you to Pod sister Faith Lean for letting me fill in for her on her January show. It was a lot of fun over at Spirits Cast. I also want to thank the Reverend Tim Shaw over at the Black Cat Lounge Radio Hour. I had a wonderful opportunity to visit his show in February, and we had a great time. You can find his show on the Para-X Radio Network at www.para-x.com on Thursday nights. And I'm going to call this episode 31, and as always, all music today on The Pagan Heart is used with permission for the artist 
And the background music today is from Deep Skydivers. Now, one of the things I like to do is listen to music, lots of music. And I listen to many different kinds, and I like sharing that. So I did want to mention one more podcast. It's a wonderful show, and one I think that many of you would like. It's the creation of Doug Cox, who's a wonderful dobro player. Now, the dobro is sort of the bastard son of the guitar and steelhead banjo. You find it used a lot in bluegrass and mountain music, and it's a style of music that I feel connects you directly to the earth. He has a great show, and you can find it at his website at www.dougcox.org. And you can find his show on iTunes by searching for Roots Review. And so, to close out today's show, this is Doug Cox from the album Slide to Freedom, and the song is Make a Better World. Until next time, brightest blessings. Let freedom ring, a joint hand, 
all fits in Make a better world to live in Freedom ring, join hands, do your thing.